welcome back to the For Films Like Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Rashid. I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about Francis Ha. Ha. Uh, but before any of that, ketchup. Ketchup, the mustard, the condiments, all of it. Yeah, the whole bit. We both just came off of vacations. We absolutely did. I yeah. just got back from Seattle. Yeah, same. Oh, well, not same, but I just got back from Miami. <laughs> yeah. How was Miami? Um, all right. Well, before the trip was, the trip was great. It was great. Right. It was a good time. You know, it was warm. A lot of beautiful people there. Um, but the one experience that I want to talk about, you know, at the top of the show, yeah. this because um, you know Miami, the first language in Miami is damn well not English. I can tell no, you that it's, right it's now. Absolutely Spanish. Absolutely, yeah. like the, the any any a Lyft or Uber that you're getting in, Spanish, all Spanish. Any restaurants that you're going to, it's like they'll put like an English speaking person out up front, you know, to bring you in. But then after that, it's like nah, bro, that's Spanish. It's Spanish <laughs> everywhere. I mean, it's, it's Dominican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, predominantly the, Cuban. Lo, so many yeah. Cuban and Colombians now. Col- Col- yeah, there's a lot of Colombians in there now. Yeah. But it was like, but so, but I, I learned Spanish in school, you know, like right. from kindergarten on. So it's like, I know very basic Spanish and as far in, in food. Stuff. And knowing you, you had no problem getting food. Oh, no, no. I can get my food. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Get, get all the food, you know, Spanish. But um, so there was, there was this lady on the street. It was like a two o'clock in the morning. I'm super crazy drunk, you right. know, and we're in downtown Miami. Like, and I guess any big city, the downtown area at nighttime is going to be filled with homeless. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, that's that's what this is, you know, like 2, 2 a.m. In, um, in Miami. And I were walking down the street, me and my girlfriend, and then I see this lady, no telling how old she is because she's homeless, you know, so she yeah. looks like she's about 60, but maybe she's 32. Right. You know, but um, she's sitting there, and she's just, like, screaming, like, screaming stuff. And it's, like, all I'm hearing, like, I'm hearing bitch. And, um, all right, now this, this is the word that I want to know. Because, yeah. all right, so... She's just like screaming and yelling and yelling and yelling. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, she must be like. She's screaming in Spanish, I assume. Yo, de- oh, hold yeah, all yeah. in Spanish. And she's screaming, clapping, like, and screaming. But um, so I want, I want to tell you what she said to me. There's really two degrees of separation mm-hmm. from like black culture and Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so close. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. So, um, so when I got up to her, I, I, try, I had a $5 bill out in hand, like presented it in front of me just mm-hmm. to let her know I'm not here to hurt you. Like, I'm right. just going to give you this money and be about my business, you know? Right, so right, right. I have my extended arm with the $5 bill bill and i'm getting closer to her and then she looks me dead in the eye starts clapping afuera afuera no and then i'm like what? Oh. and it's like in my mind it's like afuera means like outside yeah or you know so but i'm like we're already standing outside like what is she trying what is she talking about i, I think contextually i think she's saying like stay, get the fuck away from like, me maybe? yeah like stay away because I'm, but that is the wrong word. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. All right. And the other word I want to know about is, is leche is milk, right? Yes. Can that be used in any other way except for milk? The only way that I can see it used, especially in an aggressive way. Yeah. It's like if there was a like a gringo, like a white guy. Oh no 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 no! No, no this wasn't with the crazy lady. This oh, was just okay, like I was okay. hearing leche all the time, and no one was talking about food. Oh. But I, it was one of my buzzwords because I knew one of those things. I'm like, why do they keep saying this thing? Like what? It's uh, okay. So uh, I know that there's a word called chile. Okay. That it's predominantly South American, mm. um, because my Honduran friend says that word quite a bit. Okay. Chile. So leche. I have no idea what the fuck that is in terms of, like, any other culture. Okay. Because if you say that anywhere else that you're not in a supermarket, a restaurant, or you're about to have cereal, you mm. sound fucking insane. Okay, yeah, uh, yes. In Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, right. 
I I don't know. All right. I don't know. I mean, it, it was. Do you well, remember the context in which he you was, heard it? He like I, he, we were um going by. It was called Millionaires Row, and he kept trying to describe um the colors of buildings. So he was mm-hmm. like um this one right here, amarillo y leche, and I was like yellow amarillo. and milk. Amarillo y leche. Does he mean like an off white yellow? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I've know. never heard of that, but, uh, bro. I, ne- I, I, he, I heard the word leche so many times, yeah. so I'm like, why? What is how does Amarillo y leche? And I was like, yellow and milk. <laughs> That's bizarre. That's bizarre. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I didn't. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I don't know what that is. I don't either. <laughs> as don't. as your like Spanish translator, yes, I have no idea what the fuck that man was about. I don't either. And, or, or the lady, or, or the, the lady. lady, and she did not take the five dollar bill, and she did not. She, she refused right. the money, and she kept clapping and, and clapping me away, and afuera me uh, out of there. So I walked Af- off, like she told you, <laughs> afuera you out of outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I ended up giving it to uh, another guy, yeah. and um, he said that he wanted to go buy, buy food, but he wanted me to follow him to make sure that he was actually buying the food. I That's guess. bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. So then I don't, I'm not f- super proud of this moment. Yeah. I guess this is a weird thing to put on air, but yeah. it happened. Um, <laughs> so so after I get done with this this lady, the clapping lady who told yeah. me to get the fuck out of here or whatever, and then I see the other guy that's across the street, I give him the $5 yeah. bill, and then he's saying, hey, I'm going to go spend this money. I want you to see where I'm spending it on. I'm like, all right. And keep in mind, it's two, like, two or three in the morning, yeah. super drunk. So I'm walking down the block with him, and then we're about to cross another block, yeah. and then I turn around, and I realize my girlfriend's not there. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I just left my girlfriend in the middle of downtown Miami, right next to the crazy homeless lady. Yes. Directly beside her. So I'm like, I turn around and I sprint like back down the block yeah. and I see my girlfriend Drunkenly. standing there. Oh yes, drunk. <laughs> yeah. And I see my girlfriend standing there with her phone up to her ear yeah. and I get up to her. I'm like, who are you talking to? And then she pulls her phone down and it just says 911, but uh, she hasn't called. <laughs> just she's ready. just ready to call 911. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck. And then she was like, like after later on she was like, do you know that it's like after you left, the crazy lady that was sitting there screaming Screaming, she stopped being crazy and she just looked me in the eye and just like felt bad for me. I was like, oh fuck. I was like, that's how bad it is. The crazy lady knew how much danger you were in and felt bad for you. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> so yeah. Sorry. I'll be hearing about that experience from her for quite that's, a while. Uh, I mean, you were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. It happened. But um, it was it was a really good time, though. Really yeah. enjoyed myself. Lots of like, oh, one, one last thing. It doesn't yeah, even yeah. have to do with, with Miami because, like I said, Miami was was great. Lots of beautiful people. The, yeah. the Colombian, the Cuban women had no idea that there I, was like. I, I, I saw you tweet that. Oh, yeah. You tweeted that. You said, yes, me man. and my girlfriend are mm. in love with all of the Cuban women. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. I mm. read it and I just, and I got a little defensive. <laughs> and I just went like, what's wrong with the Puerto Rican ones? <laughs> see, see I, already, I, I very much had knowledge of like Puerto Rican women. Yeah. And like I already lusted after like them uh, Rosie Perez. And, you know, I was like, yeah. I, I know what that aesthetic is. But I wasn't familiar with Cuban women at all. Yeah. Like I was, I was wa- talking to a white woman who I assume was white because she had she was, she was white she, and her hair was blonde <laughs> and she had blue eyes and she spoke no English. No, nope. her kid spoke no English. They're little white kids, no English. Nope. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's, you know. And then it was like I thought it was like an, an anomaly, maybe. Yeah, but no, no there's no. they so there's like a that's a thing. That is yeah, a thing. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's yeah. very much a thing. I, have, I don't know anything about culture, and apparently mm. geography is not my thing either. <laughs> Here's a, there's in Puerto Rico we have this joke, mm. and or at least I have this joke mm. that Cuban people are just Puerto Rican people if they were communists for a while. Mm. All it's, right. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. almost the same culture. Yeah. The accent's weird. Yeah. 
and they they speak really angrily. I see <laughs> that. They definitely do. They do. I need to turn mine off too. Yeah. I didn't do that. That's my mom calling. She'll be all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, Cuban yeah. Miami is mm. no longer like Florida should not be a state. It's a colony. It's a whole thing. thing. Yeah. It's it's we should cut it off. Yep. And then you know, like a several hundred feet of the coast of the states, yep. get a nice symmetrical shape mm. for the forty nine states. I'm cool with that. And then just let Florida do its own thing. We it, can yeah. make it the United States, Australia. Just have it hang out. Don't because yeah. everything will kill you in Florida. You know, not, yeah. not animal wise, just no. culture wise. Yeah, Flo- Florida man will get your ass. Florida man will get you. <laughs> I want to do a Florida man down there. No, but the That's uh, awesome. the uh, the last thing though was that the the plane ride. Plane ride there was completely fine. It's only like a two hour flight, you know. Right. But um, the plane ride I'm so jealous. back. I had a fucking six hour flight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the plane ride back though. Oh my god, man! All right, so you know how Kevin Smith he was having issues flying like yeah, back yeah, yeah. when um, this is like years ago. Yeah, when he, was a, when he was a thicker boy. When he was super huge. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm on the plane and I have a middle seat, mm-hmm. and as you know, the middle worst. seats, yes, the worst. the worst. Can't get worse than a middle yeah. seat. So um, I'm watching, and my, me and my girl are separated because we're cheap as shit, and we just want to get the cheapest tickets available, so yeah. we're not sitting beside each other. Right. All right. So um, she's sitting on a middle seat on a route uh, aisle up. So I'm watching this Kevin Smith looking guy. You know, walk down the aisle, and it's not like Kevin Smith. Like Kevin Smith, or maybe just because he wears those big hockey jerseys, you yeah. can't really see how sloppy it may be. But this guy, you know full well, this is like five fifty to six hundred pounds plus to where how did you not have to pay for more than one ticket type, right, of, type yeah, of issue yeah, yeah. you know so um he's coming down the aisle and then i'm just like please god please i don't even believe in your ass but i will today if you don't have him sit beside me right now <laughs> you know so he comes down and then he sits in the aisle right to the left of me and there's yeah. no and like i'm one of the first people on the plane he sits down, i'm like oh good all right so i'm still sitting there still sitting there then a family comes down uh, a man a wife and two two little girls yeah and uh, one little girl looks about three or younger the other one's about four or so so um the guy comes up and he t- looks at the guy just a side note people mm-hmm. that have a kid yep and then that kid is four years old mm-hmm. and they have another kid that's three yeah i i i don't trust them <laughs> and i and i want them to go away mm-hmm. from everywhere i'm at yes well the, you would have been right in this scenario <laughs> now no all right so so I'm, I'm seeing the guy so i've already dodged one bullet mm-hmm. not sitting beside the kevin smith guy so then the family comes up the husband he walks up to him and he's looking at his ticket on his phone he was like oh i'm sorry i think you were in the wrong seat i'm in 29c then he looks at it, he's like, oh, 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 yeah, you're right. I'm supposed to be in some other seat. And he's like, oh, uh, 29E. Ooh. Then I hear, I'm like, oh, nope, that's my seat. I'm in 29E. Yeah. He was like, oh, no, I mean 29, what, the, whatever D. the one is yeah. right beside me, D. Yeah. He was like, 29D. I'm like, fuck. God damn it. He's right beside me, right on the aisle. So you we know? know that you don't believe in God anymore. No, definitely not. <laughs> Didn't before he's, he's and definitely you. don't. He's <laughs> he's you well, know. No, you had your chance, yeah. God. <laughs> fuck that shit up, bro. <laughs> you know? So so um, I'm sitting there and the um, the lady, the, um, the, the mom, she takes the far seat by the window mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there in the middle and he's right there and it's like he's trying to hold it. He's scrunching his his shit in as much as he can, you know, and everything is cool for a minute. And then it's uh, right before the plane takes off and we're sitting there, like just sitting on the plane, not taking off, not even taxiing. Yeah. We're sitting there for like 40 minutes. You yeah. know, it's delaying yeah. the shit out of us. Yeah. So we're sitting there and then finally it's like everybody's on the plane apparently. Like they found out there was extra seats and then he was like, all right, you can go sit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. There were two empty seats. Those seats were at the very back in the plane. There was a young Asian lady. She looked like she was about your age, very attractive. She was sitting in the far back by where the window would be. And then he gets up and then walks to the back where she thought she had a back aisle by herself and sits down. That poor lady. Taking up both of the the seats, you know, lift up the armrest and sits in both of the seats. And I look back 
after like 45 minutes and he's gotten more comfortable and then his fat is spilling all onto her and she is just like looking so uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. Yeah. You know, so like that's when he moved back. So when he moved, I have the, I can now scooch over. You have the entire Well, there's the, the, with the mother, the mother yeah. that's, um because, you know, you have the dad and the two kids to yeah. the left of me now. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I, I ask a lady that's sitting to the right, that's, she's a parent of these kids and, you know, with the husband. Yeah. So I ask her, hey, do you want to switch seats? I'll take the window, then you can sit right here on the aisle and you'll be closer with your family. Right. And she's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'm fine. She wanted to get away from those kids. And that's what I realized <laughs> about 15 minutes into this. That's what, about 15 minutes into this. Because she's just sitting there reading her book, you know, and about 30 minutes into the flight, you hear the kids like acting up a little bit, making a little bit of noise. Mm-hmm. And then I'm head buds in. I'm just acting like I don't see anything, hear anything. Yeah, they don't exist. No, nobody exists, yeah. but it's, it's happening. <laughs> you know, so she kind of like leans over me. She's like, Patrick, can you tell them to be quiet? Then she goes back to reading her book and turns her head away from it like she's out of, the, out of the picture again. The kids let this continue on, and then they're just like, finally, you know what? No, y'all are going to pay us some fucking attention. Oof. Not just you, mom and dad. Everybody, everybody on this everybody goddamn plane. plane. Yep. You know, so the, the little, the, the youngest girl just starts screaming, fucking like, Brian, man, like blood curdling, like from the bottom of your belly, screaming, like Jesus to the point Christ. to where it's have like. You, have you taken off? Oh, no, we're, 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 we're about 45, we're about an hour into the flight, an hour, 15 minutes into the flight at this point. And the kid goes fucking crazy. And we're still at the point to where it's like, you can't take your seatbelt off. Mm-hmm. So she's like trying to get her control and everything. So I was like, you know what? I take my seatbelt off. I stand up and I just step back. Because yeah. I'm like, now you get the kid, you know, yeah. do something about it. Because like everybody, like you can just see people on the airplane look back. Like, they don't say anything, but they just look back. Someone's to- about to hijack the plane just to <laughs> shut that kid up. That's what's happening. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That, it's, that, it's that they want to let you know that they're uncomfortable, yeah. so they look back in the general area, but they don't say anything. Right, but yeah. those looks are shooting back to my direction, like, all the no. time now, because everybody's like, what the fuck? Control your goddamn kid. You know, and, and the kid is just screaming his ass off. So the, I step back. She reaches over. She pulls the kid from one aisle and brings it over to her <laughs> and sticks her inside the, uh, like, the window seat, and yeah. the, now the lady's in the middle, and the kid is... Screaming, screaming. So like, I'm I'm super annoyed because, like I said, I got earbuds in, maximum volume, so but here. screams that loud right beside you, like she's going at it. After ten minutes of that, I stopped work. Like I was like, you know what? This is fucking impressive because it wasn't just ah, ah, it's like the 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 amount of breath that you're using and energy and how much that is going to be hurting your vocal cords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after 10 minutes with that level of energy, I'm like, I want to see how this plays out. How long can you go? We got 45 minutes before we fly. I want to see how long you can do this. <laughs> you know? And after after 30 minutes of this, Brian, after 30 minutes, we're still 15 minutes from, from landing. Yeah. After 30 minutes, like, you know, you know, like when, you, when you're on a plane, it's like the, the worst case scenario is like the plane goes down mm-hmm. and you die. It's yeah. like like I had a, like a, a a lesson in perspective because yeah. after like thirty minutes of crying all the way through, I'm just like, you know what? Run this bitch to a mountain, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Take this plane and run it into the goddamn side of the mountain. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. Fuck this plane. Fuck this baby. Not only, not only like the baby made you so angry <laughs> yeah. that not only do you want to kill that child, yes. you want to kill anyone in the vicinity. <laughs> I will fucking take care of it myself. (laughs) Me ending this child's life and my own is worth the damage. Yes. The world doesn't need them. They don't need them. Don't need them. (laughs) 
I tell you, and if there is a God, I'm going straight to heaven after that. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like I'm doing the Lord's work. If I am, I not. Because <laughs> uh, was crazy. Uh, yeah, but fuck this, children on planes. Yes. They're the worst. That's that is, that is all I had from, from Miami. I, I want to hear something about your Seattle. So, <laughs> all right, so I flew out to Seattle. Yes, it's a six-hour flight. Yep. First of all, yeah, six-hour flight yeah. is bullshit for anybody. Yep. I don't care if you fly all the time. Mm. I don't care if you fly once every 10 years. Mm. It's fucking bullshit. It and I hate it. Yes. I agree. Um, but uh, the flight over there yeah. was comfortable. Okay. How are your it knees? Was, pardon? Your knees. Oh, like, they're, my, they, my knees were fucked. I'm not plane. six and fucking half. Oh, well. You know? Yeah, okay. So, right, like, right. I'm okay with my knees. Yeah. I'm, I'm a short Puerto Rican man. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so I'm okay, but I'm sat between this one bald guy that's reading an, an annoying book. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> what is the book doing to annoy you? <laughs> is it, is like, it like an audible that's he's out loud? No. <laughs> the, the book is reading to him. The, just the contents of the book annoyed me. Okay, and like emotionally, it was about, it was one of these books about like sin and how to like. Mm-hmm. It was motorcycle rep- the the sen art of repairing motorcycles or something like that. Okay, it's a pretty like ubiquitous book yeah. in the philosophy community, yeah. and it's about being a man and all of that and oh. like whatever. It's superficially about repairing bi- uh, motorcycles, yeah. but it's deeply really about, about like what being a man should yeah. be like. Yeah. I fucking hate those books. Okay. I found the contents of it annoying. Yeah. I read three pages over his shoulder, yeah. and I was just like, I'm done with that. I do that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so he's reading an annoying book. And yeah. then an Asian guy yeah. that walked in after I sat down on the plane. <laughs> oh, hold on, I want to get back to this annoying yeah. book. It's just wild. It's like you had the audacity to bring this shit. Now what the fuck am I going to read now? Like, if you would have had something interesting after I got the plane, hey, maybe I need to get this book. Hey, maybe we'll have a conversation. Yeah. But no, uh, now you fucked that up. <laughs> you brought an annoying book. Now I'm annoyed and yep. you're reading a shitty book. So yep. I don't want to talk to you. Don't want to talk to you about that. Because you're reading that stupid book. I'm with you now. Uh, huh? yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. that it is an annoying book. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck that guy in that book. Yes. Um, but uh, th- then an Asian guy mm. that me and the dude with the annoying book yep. have sat, and this Asian guy comes in. Yep. So now we have to stand up yep. and let the guy come in. Yep. I'm in the center seat. Fuck. And uh, awful. Yep. And so this dude literally walks into, uh, sits down on the window seat. Okay. Puts its head against the fucking plane. Yeah. And then just passes out yeah. for the entirety of the flight. That's a good job. That's a good Don't guy. Don't know how like, he did it. I like that guy. Uh, yeah, he was fine. Yep. I was just jealous and impressed yes. by his ability to just cluck out of consciousness. Yeah. What the fuck? Never yeah. seen that happen before. You get that window so, so you can do it, man. Just fucking oof. Yeah. So jealous of that guy. He's yeah. asleep the entire flight. Yep. Had no interaction with him. Didn't even touch him. That's the best kind of person. Just, That's the, the best, best kind of interaction the on the plane. No. <laughs> so the guy with the annoying book, of course, I have to interact with him because he's in the center seat. So mm. if I got to pee, I got to tell him to fuck off. Yeah. Um, whatever. That flight was fine. Mm. I was just uncomfortable because I'm sandwiched mm-hmm. between two men. Yep. One of which is passed out in the corner seat. Yep. And which has full control of the window, by the way. Oh, yeah, the up and down. Yeah. So yeah. whenever I wanted to look out the window, gotta reach over this guy. I was. I had to reach over him, or I was at the whim of his desire to look out of the window. Mm, yeah. And at one point, the light got really annoying, and it was hitting me in the eye because yep. it's a fucking plane. Yep. There's no filter. Sun's mm. out. Yep. I just reach. I just close the thing over, and he looked at me annoyed, and mm. I did the fuck that guy. <laughs> um, but 
<laughs> now, now where this guy does like, because like, like I said, I'm a cheap ass. It's like if I could afford to buy the window seat no. and I have the window seat, I'm kicking anybody's ass who's going to try to control my fucking window. I well, paid for this window. Listen, well, you I'm know, in the but, goddamn center no, seat I, I'm next with you. to a guy I'm, with a... I'm going to do the same thing you're doing <laughs> as the cheap ass that couldn't afford to buy the window seat. I'm just going to say, fuck you, guy. I don't care about that you pay for that seat. Yeah, yeah. I don't want the window. But yeah. He was asleep. Yeah. He was asleep. His well, eyes were closed. He, he, wanted people to think, he wanted people to think he was asleep at the very least and not right. be interacted with. Right. Yeah. So I closed the fucking window. Yeah. He looks at me weird. Yeah. At that moment, I decided, well, kind of fuck this guy. Yeah. But he's fine. And so, like, that flight went okay. Yeah. No one was crying. Nice. It was just long and obnoxious. And I sat there Six for five hours, hours. man. In 15 minutes. Sheesh. And then, the, you know, the 15 minutes that it takes to get off the fucking plane. You didn't take any, um, like, try to take any kind of sleeping? No, well, I, I, I'm bad with sleeping drugs. Mm. They just don't work half the time. Mm. And uh, I tried reading, and I just, just illiteracy this guy. Or, huh? nah. <laughs> you say? I tried reading, but illiteracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just can't read. Uh, <laughs> too many letters, they jumble. Yeah. Um but I just can't read a lot in planes. Yeah. Uh, my brain just can't handle it. Yeah. And I just sat there for five hours. Yeah. Uh, that was fine. Yeah. That was mostly fun. It was just a long flight. Yeah. Uh, Seattle was great. My brother got married. Nice. So congrats to him. Uh, Maggie and him are lovely. And he's Hell got yeah. a stepdaughter now, which I guess makes me a step uncle. That, yeah. 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 I never yeah. heard the phrase step uncle, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah the math so, adds up. So yeah. the math adds up. <laughs> so I'm that now, yeah. and uh, we spend the like the wedding was really cute and nice. quiet and sort yeah. of intimate in a small Italian restaurant. Oh, I love uh, Italian. It was, it was awesome. Nice. Uh, had a good time. Did that. Had to socially buffer my family from sort of the world. You mean in terms of like. They're, I don't know, they're like like 50-year-old to 60-year-old mm. Puerto Ricans. Yeah. And they just don't know how to interact in uh, a city sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they say weird shit and they do weird shit. Yeah. And you have to be, no, just, it's fine. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> to the guy that they're, like, talking to. Oh, okay. That doesn't understand what's happening in their mind socially. Yeah. And why they made that awkward joke that nobody laughed at. Yeah. And you got to just be like, ah, yeah. No, it's good. It's cool. It's all right. <laughs> so I had to do that for yeah. a little while. And yeah. it was mostly fine. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, had the wedding. It was fine. Then spent a week just relaxing, yeah. hanging out and doing some writing. Nice. Uh, I've been reading John Truby's Anatomy of a Story. What? John Truby's? I haven't heard of this. It's a, it's a good screenwriting book. Nice. It's like the, you know, one of the fundamental sort of script writing books. Yeah. And it was great. It's giving me a lot of structure. So I've been doing that. Yeah. So I went to a lot of coffee shops and sort of public markets and yeah. places. And I just hung out. Yeah. yeah. Bought journals. Seattle was lovely. Nice. It was relaxing. I needed it. I love Seattle. Hell yeah. It's a fucking great place. The flight back. Hold on, hold on now. Yeah. Did, did you get any of this um, medical while you were there? Oh, I got very high. Yes. All throughout the week. Yes. <laughs> fucking medical. I bought, uh, it's not medical anymore. Like, now no, yes, yeah, recreational. You're right. Yeah, now right. they have recreational. Yeah. So I just went to the dispensary and I got some granola bars. Oh, hold on. Yeah. That's a good question. That's a question. Uh, we're going to Toronto in January and we wanted to because it's legal in Canada now. Mm. So you don't have to have any kind of card or you don't have to be from Seattle. No, like just show, your ID. Just your ID. Just You're your from ID. a different state. They don't give mm -hmm. a fuck. Right, yeah. Because as, as, as as much as they're aware you're eating it in the state okay. so they don't particularly care nice um so yeah i just gave them my id they said that i'm over like i think it's 21 yeah and they're just like oh you're over 21 cool here spend our, spend money yeah oh, i like um, that so right. it's pretty great it's pretty great okay and we went to a dispensary called uncle likes and uncle they likes. had all bunch of shit okay like, fucking weed out the ass mm. and uh weed candy out the ass yeah. and i bought weed granola bars 
Out the ass. Uh, out the ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it was fucking great. Yeah. I ate them. Nice. It was fantastic. Yeah. I smoked weed. Yeah, yeah. It was also good weed. Hell yeah. Uh, I found out that the best way that I get high mm. is uh, right before sleep, mm. I just melt into the seat. Yeah. And, I just, and that's gone. I just sleep so well. Yeah. So it was great. It was great. And yeah. weed should be legal everywhere. It should. Just because I like eating it yeah. and I don't want to make it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I, it should be legal just for the sake, like, of my anxiety. It helps a lot with oh, that yeah, and yeah, for sleeping. Does. Like, I use it to sleep at least three times a week. So, yeah. I mean. I slept like a baby every night. I got high. Yeah. It was awesome. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Seattle. Yeah, fucking man. great fucking place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really think I'm going to end up living there. Yeah. I just love their city environment. It's a great city. My favorite thing about Seattle mm. is that nobody talks to you unless they have a purpose to mm. talk to you. Yeah. It's none of this southern bullshit where it's just like, hey, how's your day going? Mm. And I was just like, you don't care. I'm buying groceries. Yeah. Leave me alone. You're not even the cashier. No. Uh, in Seattle, everybody does not talk to you mm. unless they have a reason to talk to you. Yeah. And if they don't have a reason to talk to you, they, won't. they either just like do the head nod or they make eye contact and keep fucking walking. Yeah. It's great. It's fucking great. That's like a, like big cities. Like we're, we're in the Bible boat and the country in like yeah. North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah, you're going to get that yes. everywhere. I mean, I, and, yeah. I, and I hate that situation because now I have to like interact with people. Yep. It takes away energy. Yeah. In Seattle, I can walk around the city all the goddamn day and not have a single fucking person talk to me. Yeah. Everybody minds their own goddamn business. Yep. And it's fantastic. Hell yeah, man. And uh, the only people that said hi to me were the dogs. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I love Seattle. I'm probably going to end up living in Seattle at you've, some point in my life. Cause you I, spent a lot of time there now at this yeah, point. I, yeah. I, I go there, yeah, when they're last year too. Yeah. And uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Fucking love it. The city's great. Nice. Uh, and uh, if, I get, if I get a job there... It's also, they have the CIFF, the Seattle International Film Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think um, either you or Jonathan, one of us, told me about that. Yeah, one of us. Yeah. And it's awesome. It happens. Yeah. I, I want to go when it's happening. Nice. I, it's a great place. And it's, we're right next to the Canada border. So we have Vancouver and Toronto. Mm -hmm. They're also really big in the film business. Yeah. So fucking great place. Hells yeah. Um, so that was fun. I had a lot of fun in Seattle. That's what's up. And uh, I liked it a lot. And I got really high. Hell yeah. Um, and then, on the, But on the flight back, uh oh. Uh, I sat. I had a good, the thing, I had a shitty seat both flights. Yep. I was in the center seat on yep. both flights. Yep. But on the second flight, I was sat next to two really gorgeous girls um, that were flying back from Seattle uh, to go to New York. I sat in the middle of them. They don't no. know each other. Oh, no. What happened? Like, <laughs> all right, I'm just thinking of myself in this situation. No. And, I, like, even if I'm single, I don't want that. I don't want to be <laughs> sat beside two beautiful women. No. Like, sitting beside one beautiful woman and then whatever. Because now it's like, but with two beautiful women to my left and my right, I feel obligated to either make communication, you know, because why am am I the weirdo? Like, why right. we got two beautiful people right here who seem to be normal as far as society has determined, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be the person that's a weirdo. I don't want to be looked at like a weirdo with these beautiful people beside me, you know? Or, <laughs> or the, you know, it's like, or I'm just going to have to accept that I'm the weirdo and just be quiet the whole time. Yeah. So what, what did you do here i uh here's the thing we sat down and there's already lady sitting i sit down i'm setting my shit down yeah but i'm sat on the aisle seat while i get my shit squared on there yep, yep. and the other beautiful lady looked at me and was like oh yeah i'm, I'm six six d mm. and she's like oh yeah sure i, I just move so Good now boy. i'm yep. sat between this lady that's got earbuds mm. and this lady that's watching bad movies on her ipad mm. and i did not want to talk to any one of them yeah 
I did not talk to them. They didn't talk to me. Okay. It was fantastic. Oh, that sounds all right then. Because, yeah, it was it was a much greater experience. This yeah. is how, like, because men are obnoxious and bulky and you, take up space. You're making me super anxious. Like, yeah. I, I don't mind the knife, oh, I'm but sorry. when you clinch the knife. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> I'm fidgeting with a knife, just for context. <laughs> Uh, but men are bulky yeah. and they take up a lot of space yeah. Yeah. and they're just generally uncomfortable to be mm. sat next to. Yep. But women are tiny and mm. they got a smaller frame. And they and, smell nice. Yeah. And they, they smell nice mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about them being obnoxious because yep. they're, unless they're really weird, they're yeah. probably not obnoxious. Yeah. Unless they have like a shit baby that they can't control. Right. <laughs> In God. which case, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. Did not talk to any single one of them mm-hmm. apart from me going like, yeah, I got to pee. Yeah. And that was it. Nice. So, but again, fucking four. Uh, it was four hour and thirty minute flight yeah. back from Seattle, yeah. and any flight that's over two hours makes me want to kill myself by hour two. Yeah. So, great flight, just too long, too fucking long. Yeah. We have gone to space. I feel like as a society, we should be able to circumvent long travel times in the air. At yes. This point. Yes. We should be able to. I will gladly pay a hundred, uh, another hundred or two hundred dollars per ticket mm-hmm. if it meant I can fly from Seattle to North Carolina in three hours. If I can do that, I will gladly pay a hundred and two hundred dollars to cover for the extra fuel yeah. that this extra fast plane is gonna cu- is gonna consume. Yeah, I'm done. I may. With it. Just, I may. I'll absolutely do it. I want more go, than that. I want more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, because like from Seattle, like I, I want an hour. Like yeah. I don't want to be in any kind of transportation area for more than an hour in the car, in the plane. On the, I'm okay with the train. Actually, the trains yeah, are relaxing. Trains are fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but just like in the car for too long, or just on a plane, like an hour, one hour. Anything after that is like two hours and three hours. Like no, hell no. I'm not. I'm not with it. Too long. Mm-hmm. By hour two, I just. Li- like, generally, I'm sitting in my seat going by hour two, fantasizing about just fucking opening the emergency door. Yep. Just because I just fucking, I want to get out of the fucking plane. Mm-hmm. I want to be out of this plane. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Did, Fuck. did anybody eat while they were on the plane? On the way to Seattle, mm. someone bought a breakfast platter. Mm. And I found it disconcerting. Mm. Because it's, it's a tube of, car- not a tube of cardboard, but it's a vaguely rectangular shape like vessel okay for what seems to be bland scrambled eggs and limp sausage yeah and uh i didn't uh, make me uncomfortable was it um it was food that was served on the plane yeah okay that's not too bad then yeah like i was thinking like did someone bring like someone brought there was this guy who's like clearly a bodybuilder type dude that was going back to miami on the way there and his girlfriend who is you know a gorgeous but like she's a bodybuilder type person too whatever but they're huge people so where they have to eat like every two hours or whatever so like while we're sitting to wait to get on the plane they like take out the tubware and i seen them when we're putting our stuff on the um through the uh, baggage room of security that they had like hundreds of tub aware like they were taking with them full of like i'm thinking like thanksgiving you know because all this fucking food you know and the timing right. of the year so it's like they sit down while we're waiting they break out one of the tupperware and they're eating or whatever then by the time we get on the plane and we're sitting on there they bust open their tupperware it's been like 45 minutes on the flight to where we all get a, a common smell yeah. to where the plane smells one way everybody knows what we're smelling you yeah. know then you open up your goddamn tupperware and expose infect you know the the whole the the, the nostrils of everyone on the plane because we're in a closed-in area yeah. so it's like it's with not recycled like, air yes with recycled air yeah. so it's not like you like opened up a fart you know yeah, but, right, but, yeah. but still though it's just like a, a foreign smell now and now everyone has to eat your food with you yep. and it was just like oh you, you don't have to do that you no no, no fuck those people yeah any 
anything that any person does on a flight mm. that is beyond sitting, yep. reading a book, or watching a movie mm. can go fuck themselves. The- there was um, my girlfriend has a whole other story. I'm not gonna yeah. tell her story from she, but she had a terrible experience too. She was sat beside two black people. I'm black myself, so I'm about to talk some shit about my own culture. Then she was sat beside this uh, one black lady and a black guy uh, right between them, and she she was like, um, while the baby was crying loud as hell, she was like, they were just being ratchet themselves. She was like, the black girl beside her was like, I can't believe this. This woman over here, she can't even control her own damn baby. And she was like, while she was eating some cold chicken wings, mm-hmm. you know, her eating cold chicken, mm-hmm. I can't believe this. And she can't even control her damn baby. Look at this video. And then my girlfriend was like, you over here talking shit about this lady over here and her crying baby, you know, but you don't even realize that you violating too. You are, you, you. No, she was like passing it to the guy across my girlfriend. Uh, and she was uh, like eating the chicken wings. Here, look at this video. You know, she was like, you're up there talking shit about somebody while you violating too. We yeah. got plain rules. Okay, the crime baby lady violating because this has been going on for way too long then it's, then it's acceptable. Yep. But your ass is violating too while you're talking shit. <laughs> it was just it was ridiculous. Fuck people. Yes, man. People in an enclosed tube that yes. is flying through the air yeah. at 31,000 feet at yeah. 700 miles an hour can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. I the the place that I'm the least friendly in is a fucking airplane. Mm. I just fucking don't talk to me, don't fucking look at me, mm. just sit, read a book, watch a movie and get to where you're going. Yeah. That is all that needs to happen. Mm. Stop. <laughs> Did you have any issue with the luggage? Like as far as um, getting your luggage after... Um, you know? No, no. The only thing I'm annoyed at is I bought a new typewriter yeah. and uh, the turbulence of the plane knocked over my carriage. Oh. So the carriage is now loose, so it doesn't move properly. I mean, you would like to think that it was the turbulence of the airplane. I believe it's always the goddamn baggage handlers. Well, no, no, no. They, I, I, I took it on the plane. Oh. Like, I took it on the plane. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. And it worked perfectly fine before in Seattle. So oh, shit. So now I have to... It, the, it jiggled some ball bearings yeah, loose. that's legit turbulence. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I found a fucking typewriter repair service, dude. Okay. In fucking Charlotte while I was Googling. For what, $400 an hour? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it like, how much work is he getting? Like, it's one typewriter like, a month? <laughs> man, it's it's insane. Like, the typewriters are actually coming back into the mainstream. They are, they are. In a weird way. And mm. I found this guy, and I just sent him an email, and I'm excited as fuck. Nice. Because I thought I was going to have to drive, like, five hours yeah. to get my typewriter fixed. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm going to fix it. And, That's uh, pretty cool. It's, fr- it's fucking great. Yeah. It's fucking great. I love hipsters because mm-hmm. when I engage in hipster activities, the amount of hipsters in the world correlate to how successfully I can do that activity. Okay. So like old film photography and typewriters, I am all for hipsters doing that because it means that I can get everything I need. Okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was, like, it was fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the hipsters like yeah, I, I love hipsters because I can relate to some stuff, but I also hate hipsters oh, because I think cunts have yeah, time, but, yeah, because there's a lot of them that are just pretending, you know, to yeah. be what what it is. You know, it's so when you have an actual conversation with them, all of their knowledge is just surface level, just so they can claim, you know, the that thing. They know something. Yeah, film hipsters. Yeah, film hipsters are like that so much. Yeah, the the people that like I know I give a lot of shit to like the Criterion Collection. Mm-hmm. But the people that specifically watch all the Criterion movies and then it's have no further movies, opinion yeah. other than like, oh, yeah, it's in the Criterion, so it's good. You're mm-hmm. wrong. Fuck that guy. Yep. Fuck I that agree. guy. I I've agree. met so many of that guy. Those are the ones that just want to show how smart they are. Like, I watch all the Criterion films. Right, yeah. I know about film. Like, nah, 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 nah. I watch this one Russian film that nobody else has watched. Oh, yeah. good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Tell me, let me know how much fucking... God damn it. <laughs> you almost it. had it. <laughs> it. Just almost had it. <laughs> Shit. <It's> just... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see anything though? Uh, I watched. What did I watch? I watched a lot of things. I started watching One Piece. 
I watched the 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 Ballad of Barry Scruggs, the uh, Coen Brothers thing. Oh yeah, yeah the Western Brothers. Yeah. Yep. I liked about like seventy five percent of it. Okay, you yeah. seen the whole thing? I saw I saw everything except the last anthology short because okay. I was just fell asleep. Okay. but it was it was great. Like I feel like the first three were really solid. Yeah, and then there was the rest were just too long. That happens. Yeah. Um, I but check it out. Again, they're just fucking Coen Brothers, man. Yep. They're great. Hell yeah. They're just fucking... The first three shorts were really, really fucking good. Okay. How about you? Daredevil. Uh, seen, oh, the season? Yeah, uh, season, season three. three. Yeah. How seen that from beginning to the end. Uh, Daredevil's the shit. I mean, I can't... <laughs> I mean, I, I love Daredevil. Yeah. I can't... I can't, like, harp on... Season I'm, two was weak, though. Mm, it was weaker. Weaker. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was weaker mm-hmm. than uh, season one, I'd uh, say. But uh, season three is it's so much about this actor. I can't... I wish I could think of his name so Charlie I could shout Cox. him out. Charlie Cox's name? Is that the, you're talking about the Daredevil? Daredevil? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Cox. This guy, like, I love when someone is so invested in their craft, and you can tell, like, it's just, like, the choreography, the stunts, the the work that he does, you can tell that this guy cares about his job. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that, very good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Daredevil season three was very good. I recommend that. I mean, I benched it in, like, two days. It's, nice. it's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was it, though. Uh, yeah. I, I, I watched all oh, the Great British Bake Off. Oh, watch yeah, from that. Netflix, yeah. Yeah, watch that. Nice. Fucking great. Great season. Very relaxing, as always. Nice. I love it. There was this one Asian-British lady. Mm. Fucking so cute. Mm. Uh, anyway, that's it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about this movie, Frances Ha. Yeah. And then uh, we'll be back. You know what? Like, the art of drinking water not to alleviate thirst but to just moisten your mouth yeah it's something that i've learned over the last two years oh yeah because yeah. normally i just like fucking guzzle water oh yeah it's like, no, we're just, gonna like do it. nope yep. sip, just a little just bit rehydrate anyway mm-hmm. uh welcome back to the fulfillment podcast mm-hmm. i did that already welcome back fucking francis hall is yeah. just on a, on a little more inside baseball yeah. just from having um people on my other podcast and realizing that it is somewhat of an art speaking yeah. into a mic for an extended period of time. Yeah, it is. It's just like, we've been doing it for like three years now, so like, we don't even think about it anymore. Right. Like, unless we listen back to like, first four episodes or so, you know. But like, having people on, you just notice like, the throat clearing, the the space in, in between words is like, shit. Like, those are things that's like, skills that we've developed yeah. that we don't have, well, at least I don't even think about them as skills that we, these are actual skills. And then there's <laughs> skills that nobody thinks about yeah. until they meet a guy with that specific skill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. We need someone that can talk into a mic. No, anybody it's can do that. Just like anybody can do, and then you find out that mm-hmm. nobody can do it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, the people are so bad at speaking into my. I interviewed mm-hmm. one guy for a class not yeah. too long ago, yeah. and he was so bad at holding the microphone in one consistent spot. Yeah. That I was, I just wanted to throw the microphone. <laughs> I really did because he was so fucking waving around. Yeah. All over. He sounded like he was like dancing in front oh, of the yeah. microphone. Oh yeah. Hey, like, like what the fuck? I want to just. What are you? Do? You're just speaking to the fucking thing. Yeah, it stays in one place. Mm-hmm. Fucking speaking. T- anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Curtis uh, <laughs> gives a rundown. Francis Ha. It's a rated R. Came out in 2012. It's a drama romance with a runtime of one hour and 35 minutes. Uh, the rundown is a New York woman who doesn't really have an apartment apprentices for a dance company, though she's really not a dancer, and throws herself headlong into her dreams, even as the possibility of realizing them dwindles. Uh, the director is Noah Baumbach. Um, he's also one of the writers. You'll know him from Kicking and Screaming, Highball, uh, Life of The Life Aquatic of Steve Zizou. Uh, oh, fan- fuck your brother. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Greenberg, The Merowith Stories. 
And um, the writer, along with Noah Baumbach, is Greta Gerwig, who you'll know most recently from uh, Lady Bird. Yep. But she's also producing or directing the new Little Women that's going to be coming out, too. Oh, is that the remake of the movie that I didn't like? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's going to be the... Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, stars Greta Gerwig, Mickey Summer as Sophie, and Adam Driver as Lev. Nice. Uh what what do you what do you think about this? What what was your thought on this movie? This I, like immediately going into it, I'm like, this is a movie Brian is going to hate. It reminds really? me of um, you thought I was going to hate it because um like three women and yeah. um things that are or um slow and not interesting so much that don't really reach out to you. Like if you're going to get anything from it, you just have to sit there and stare at it for a long time. <laughs> and and in and, and, and in that staring, you're going to just like and and it's a lot of like um. Uh, self analyzation, you know, mm-hmm. the, and it's like without without the um, like uh, the movie Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. It was um, it was a, a girl that was going through a lot of things, but it was still shown as a bit of a victim side of it, and how the world is affecting her. Yeah, right, you know, right. and this this one here is showing is not showing her as a victim. It's showing her creating her own circumstances and being this person, and then showing everyone around her with that. So it's like these are the kind of movies that make me uncomfortable too. And television shows that make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. but i love them because of that because like not only do i have to sit with this movie i have to sit with myself that's, myself. A, that's a fucking thing <laughs> yeah. and so like it just you're right traditionally this is the type of movie that i just fucking don't want to watch yeah but just so happens that i'm a huge fan of greta nice and i like this movie Hell. like i i like this movie Quite a bit. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and and really, that all comes down to Greta Gerwig. I mean, as amazing. A, yeah, Greta Gerwig is not only like a really good director, mm-hmm. but as an actress, she is phenomenal in delivering lines and the way that they would sound in real life. Like yeah. she, she's got Adam Driver too. Adam Driver too. Yeah. Like, whew, but that's we'll get to him later. Yeah. <laughs> but Greta is one of those actresses that if she writes the dialogue mm-hmm. that she's speaking. It just sounds like it, it, she just thought it off. Natural, on the spot. yeah, yeah. And I fucking love that. And she, I, I watched an interview with her not so long ago. Um, I heard an interview with Sam Jones yeah. where she talks that, and she says it in this movie. It's just like she likes the things that look like mistakes. Yeah. And, and, yep. and I really appreciate that philosophy in filmmaking because that's the things that make it seem so natural and organic. Yeah. So I know Greta being a writer with Noam, I forgot. Noam Bombach. Noam Bombach. Uh, I know that she had a huge part in crafting the dialogue, especially yeah. if she's going to be delivering the dialogue. Yep. I know that she made it so that it felt that way to her. And and you, as you probably know, mm-hmm. this is this character is somewhat based upon herself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and it is. And she talked about. Mm. She I didn't put it together, but she talked about the experience of making this movie yeah. in the interview that I was talking about. Oh, nice. And she she was saying that that she made it black and white. Yep. Be or like they made it black and white because it already draws you out of reality mm-hmm. and 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 it, it's an interesting dynamic of watching in black and white and sort of be disconnected from reality and knowing that you're watching something but at the same time having such an organic screen presence yeah it's a really interesting way to present it to an audience and i, I like that like the, and the uh, the i guess the last thing why i thought you wouldn't yeah. is like the um the feel of like a french new wave movie yeah. and the the more i got into it the more i'm like no this is a, you're this is deliberate you yeah, want yeah, this yeah. to have that french new wave feel to the point from the music to her actually going to paris to the uh, the black and white aesthetic which i loved see know, but for me it didn't feel like a french new wave mm-hmm. because for me a lot of what makes a french new wave feel like one yeah. is the lack of expertise in acting mm. and the naturalistic 
force of like what the acting is. They don't hire real actors mm. in French New Wave. Mm. But having Greta and having Adam Driver and having all these other actors that very specifically know how to deliver lines. But well, I'm, I'm yeah. this. I want to go. I'm, I'm, I want to be with you. Yeah. I agree 100 percent. But for a different reason. Yeah. So if like French New Wave, you have people that it's just so natural, and then coming off of we have Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig mm. who make a script make it sound like it's not a script like right. it's just coming out natural like we just have actual everyday people mm -hmm. so it's just like when you have those great actors then you can pull off something in a natural form like yeah, a yeah, new, yeah. new wave would be but yeah if, I don't think this movie would have worked for me and probably not for you either if we didn't have Greta and Adam specifically like those yeah, kind of people definitely. those kind of actors that can deliver in such a natural for me, way for me Adam Driver because he didn't have a huge impact in the story he like he could have been tops. any other guy mm. as long as he was as good as Adam that's hard. <laughs> but it is hard. Yeah. Um, but it could have been any other guy. But I think for me, like what sold it mm. was Greta. Like Greta's yeah. character. So she's the movie, yeah. And 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 I think that without her, the movie would fall apart. Oh yes, flat. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, she she's been oh before I get off my, my thought about the um loosely based on her life, what I loved about it because after I just seen this movie uh, for the first time today, mm -hmm. you know, but been here, yeah, but it's been recommended to me for the longest, just seen it for the first time today. But I've already seen Ladybird. You know, we've yeah. seen Ladybird and um I've seen the movie Greenberg, where she was in where she acted circles around fucking Ben Stiller, you know, which was <laughs> surprising to me at the time because I didn't know who she was right. and I know who Ben Stiller is, and this wasn't a her movie, mm -hmm. you know, but just that put her on the scene for me there. But um, just what she's been able to do... Oh, with the um, the Lady Bird. So seeing Lady Bird, and then, you know, that's based in Sacramento, mm -hmm. and the character that um that's being played... That's based on her, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So then we see in this movie, her going back to Sacramento and being with her parents and laying in that that uh, tub, it reminded me of Lady Bird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so much. I'm like, shit, this is the same writer, same person. And like, you can oh. clearly see, like, the things that... Because this movie happened way before... Ladybird, oh like, yeah, like 2013. 2013. Yeah, like you can clearly see like some of the shots and aesthetics that mm -hmm. came out of this movie that yeah. are directly like in the influence. Yeah, and and I really love that. I love going back to an earlier filmmaker's yeah. work and yeah. then seeing. Well, this is when they found out that they could make the shot. Work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, the, the bathtub scene was that for me, and sort yeah. of like the narrative yeah. for the way that she structured the narrative for Ladybird. Yeah. Is very much the similar structure that's in this movie mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. It's just like different age groups and different thought processes and yeah. different characters. Yeah. But the structure of the filmmaking and the character are pretty much the same. A lot, a lot of it. And, yeah. and I loved it. And I really did love it. Did you know they shot this with a Canon 5D? They did? Canon five D and yeah, I was I was reading about. It. I was like, what the fuck? I think I even took a no, no yeah, uh, shot digitally on a Canon five D, then flipped to black and white in post production. That's really awesome. And I was like, whoa! Like usually I would have an issue with that, but I, I couldn't tell at all. Like no. you would usually like when it's flipped to black and white in post production, you would see some of the um, the whites you know shimmer a little bit differently. So I mean, but this right here just looked natural. It looked I mean, real. If you nice. properly expose and do all of that, you can you can get still get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. but it was like it, it looks so nice. And another reason I love that black and white, besides the whole aesthetic and what it added to the movie, but what it added to Greta Gerwig as a human being, like the the contrast of her hair, like blonde hair and these dark eyebrows in black and white, just makes that just stand out so yeah. much more and just make her look that much more beautiful. Yeah, you know? she is. I, I didn't know what she looked like until like I watched this movie. Yeah, because I've never seen her. Okay. Yeah. No, but she's she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like. dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I haven't seen her and and anything be, like before this movie. Yeah. And I really, really 
like she's aesthetically gorgeous. She's like a super great actress. Oh yeah. And she's a fantastic writer. But going back to the French New Wave, mm-hmm. I think I see where you're going for with the French New Wave thing. Yeah. yeah. But the 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 added experience of having professional actors mm-hmm. portray the script, yeah. for me is what separates it from that. Yeah. Okay. Because instead of it being someone stumbling into a narrative and hoping that something happens, mm-hmm. it's a very intentional, very driven filmmaking mm-hmm. instead of what French New Wave is. I like that it looks like French New Wave because oh, yeah. I think French New Wave looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that the narrative is more conventional. Because uh, I think it, it helps the movie. It helps okay. the movie a lot. And like the composition for this was absolutely gorgeous to look at. Yes, it was. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I really, really loved how static the camera was. Mm. I really loved how off-center he a would lot go of times, yeah. with the framing. Mm-hmm. And I love how, how, I think how wide the movie felt to me. Okay. I, I, there wasn't very many close-ups in terms of like, let's focus on this thing in particular. Mm. Like, this is going to be important for the punchline later. Yeah. It was just all kind of very naturalistic in a good way. It was. And it sort of, it sort of it, for me, the movie felt like I was watching somebody go through their day mm. instead of watching a film. No, I, I I totally agree with that. It doesn't seem like a conventional film that you would see, uh, mm-hmm. like a slice of life almost. But um, what, what I did you, did you peep um Meryl Streep's daughter in this movie? No, I didn't. She looks just like Meryl Streep. As soon as you see the picture, you're like, oh fuck! But I didn't know either until <laughs> the second time around, and I've seen it with her. But after you know it's her, it's goddamn her. Did she play Rachel? I can't remember the name. She's the one she stayed with um, after she got back from Paris. Uh, Paris and she needed a friend to stay with. And she was like, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to be staying with her for about uh, six or so, which was like five weeks. Yeah. Her. That, that's, <laughs> okay. that's, that's a Meryl Streep's daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's gorgeous. I, I love her character. But what I wanted to get to mm-hmm. was uh, the beginning of the movie, how the movie opens up. We just show little small little snippet show just so we can understand what her character is. Mm-hmm. You know, the very beginning of it, we see her and her best friend fighting. They're like play fighting, yeah. you know, out in the streets of New York. And where I'm getting back to Meryl Streep is, and you only see that play fighting one time in the the movie. You know, at the very beginning. It was like the first shot. First shot. You're right at the beginning, them fighting. And then an hour, maybe an hour into the movie, maybe 45 minutes, 50 minutes into Mm -hmm. the movie, um, she meets up with Rachel. Well, not meets up. She's known her from the um, the, uh, acting studio or acting. The dancing. dancing The dancing, whatever they they call that. The uh, the academy, the. uh, Uh, The dance hall? They called it something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. What you, I know what you're yeah, saying. It's yeah. a dance the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they've been with the, yeah, they've been with the same, the same dance company for a while, so they've known each other. But um, so now she's looking for a new friend because Sophie has abandoned her and decided to move on with her life and um, be an quote-unquote adult. You know, she right. decided she's like she just want to change her life and do something that's not going to make her happy at all, right. but wants to try to conform to what the world says you should be doing now no. because... What's what a lady world, well, not lady, but what Greta Gerwig is doing, she's continuing to chase her dream, you know, but she's not very good at being an adult yet, yeah. you know. So, um, her friend decides to leave her, so now she's like, All right, well, I'm here, I have to find me a new person, a new friend, and um, she's trying to make that person like her old friend. And she's like, Hey, uh, Rachel, you ever, you ever like to play fight? And she's like, mm-hmm. No, he's like, You know, just like play fighting, you know, just play around, it's not serious, you know. She was like, Uh, no, she's like, I'm on, I'll show you how to do it, just come at me, come on, just come at me then. She's like, No, all right, well, I'll come at you then. And then I rewound this like five or six times. I could, she, I could not. <laughs> she puts her hand on her face and yeah. hair and then 
pushes her, and then Meryl Streep's daughter, and I wish, I'm so sorry, Meryl Streep's daughter, that I don't know your name. There's no dignity in what I'm doing right now Something for you. Something Streep. Yes, Miss Streep. Yes. She, she, she's pushed off camera, yeah. and then all you hear was, no, and God damn it! <laughs> then she walks back into the frame, and then they walk for like another two steps, and then she attacks her again. She's yeah. like, no, I said stop it! Oh. And then they, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Then she fixes her hair a little bit, yeah. and they walk off, and then it's just like the most awkward three seconds as they so walk awkward. there. <laughs> so awkward. I was like, Fuck. It was, there are so many times in this movie where the thing happened and I paused it. Yeah. And this one like, okay, I'm over that. And then mm-hmm. I have to wait after I press play again for the awkward to happen because mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. I just... It, you know like, what's happening. You know what's happening. I just happen. know it happens. It's just like, ah, oh, fuck. I gotta... Yep. yep. <laughs> what was, play again. What was but, the most awkward moment for you in the movie? I... I think any moment that she was on trying to impress somebody, <laughs> Ooh. you know, I feel like any moment that she tried to make everything look like she, like it was better going than it was. Mm. I just could not handle it emotionally. Mm. It was so rough. Those, those yeah. are, those are rough. The, the roughest for me was when she stopped trying to pretend for a minute and mm. she was being real and just like the self deprecation and, the, all right, so um, so the, the dinner scene when um, yeah, the, that's that's the one that I'm thinking of the most. Yeah, too. Uh, Mer- her Meryl Streep's daughter again, uh, but um, they uh, she introduced her to all of her friends. All of her friends are like uh, well to do, yeah. and um, and I think there's a there's a line in there. Something like if you're living in New, New York, um, you if have to be rich York, to be yeah. creative or something like that. It's, if you're living in New York as an artist, you're not poor. Yeah, you're rich. You got to yeah. be rich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, all these people here, like they have to be pretty well off yeah. you know so uh, Greta she asked uh, the guy right beside her just to make some small talk while they're there she's like so what do you do he's like oh uh, I'm a lawyer you know leads her to that he's like what do you do she's like well that's a stupid question he's like oh no I'm, I'm just kidding um, I don't know it's really hard to say and he was like why because what you do is very complicated she's like no because I don't really do it yeah. you know so it's like that was like the the most awkward moment for me because like overcoming the the like lies and dealing with the truth no. and the truth hurts so bad in yeah. the moment and you know like that's that's like because I've been I'm there now yeah. to where it's like I'm accepting of my bullshit I'll give you my bullshit and it doesn't make me feel good or anyone around me yeah. either you know so so it's like she she's doing that she's like yeah but I'm just you know, I don't really do it right now and and like that whole moment, that reminded me of a Woody Allen movie too. Because I mean, you can't really have one of those type of Woody Allen movie or a Noah Bombay. That movie. is a very Woody Allen yeah. type scene. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very much. But um, just really enjoy. When I, it's hard to say enjoy because, like I said, it's making me uncomfortable too, yeah. and it's difficult to. It's a difficult space to sit inside. Yeah, it's you awful. know. But but if if anything, it's like I'm very interested, and it's super memorable. Yeah, you know. Well, here's the thing about this movie. This movie, I find the particular... Like, I, I'm not going to watch this movie again mm. anytime soon. No, I, 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 I. But I think the reason why that is is because it's so good at making me relate to Greta Gerwig's character. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like when I'm looking at that character and interact with the world, I see a part of me that doesn't want to be looked at. Yeah. It's like looking into a mirror that someone else wrote. Mm. And it's it's awful. It's an awful feeling. Yeah. Because you see her going through all these embarrassing moments, and she's down in her luck, and she's trying to spin some sort of positivity, and everyone around her is growing up, and yeah. she's kind of this sort of artist soul that wants to make something happen, yeah. but doesn't have not the energy, but doesn't have the sort of the capacity to do it. You know, just because the circumstances are yeah. rough. Yeah. And 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 so it's like you have to grow up 
but you're an artist, so you're stuck in this limbo of growing up and mm. keeping the child inside mm. alive. Yes. <laughs> and that's really hard because when everyone around you grows up, that kid feels lonely. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's something about a kid that demands attention. There's mm-hmm. something about that kid that wants to be fed. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't do it the same way because all your friends are married and yeah. growing up and doing things that make them quote unquote happy. Yeah. Even if they really aren't. No. Yeah. And, but th- that kind of person is, is a person that's more attached to an emotional reality. Not necessarily like the physical reality, yeah. but they're more attached to an emotional reality. And I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want you to forget yeah. your thought, but I just want to mm-hmm. co-sign what you're saying because yeah. all the negative things that we see about her in the movie, yeah. just to co-sign to the, that she's very attached to emotional reality when she goes back to college and she sees a girl in the dormitory sitting down on the floor just weeping and crying. Mm-hmm. And she sees her, she stops for a minute, and then she's like, you okay? She was like, yeah, I'm okay. And she knows she's not okay. Right. And then she's like, well, I'm just going to sit down right here. She's like, you don't have to do that. She's like, yeah, but I'm going to. Yeah. It's like, that's like, to your point, 100% on the, yeah. on the money. And, and, and because those people have to be sensitive and yep. they have to be in touch with their emotion. Yep. And Greta herself, being a filmmaker and an artist. She knows that, yeah. She knows that. And being mm-hmm. a filmmaker, which mm-hmm. is a lot of just like, well, maybe this will get started. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and so like her being emotionally real all yep. of the time, she's emotionally honest. Yeah. That's the kind of reality that consistently gets shut down by everyone around you. Yeah. Because nobody wants to be emotionally real. Everybody just wants to be, you know, doing the thing that makes them look okay. Everybody likes to keep up appearances. Yeah. And so I felt like that was a lot of what that character was about and that character was dealing with. Yeah. And it's just like feeling... And the movie it doesn't outright say this, which no. is the really gorgeous thing about this movie. There's the dinner scene when she's with... The Adam Driver, the other bloke, and the new girl that Adam Driver was fucking yeah. that day. And they go like, yeah, you look older, but not as grown up. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that scene is just like, yeah, like you don't have all your shit together. Yeah. And it's just like, that's true. Mm. She feels isolated because mm. she can't be in the same level that these other people are going because that feels like conforming to yeah. her. Yeah. And as a writer and filmmaker, you know... It's just, it hits a little close to your home. Yeah. Because how many times have you been in a room mm-hmm. and someone asks how you've been and then you give them an honest answer mm-hmm. and everybody just shuts down? Yeah. It yeah. happens so often. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's like why this character was particularly hard for me to watch. Yeah. It's, 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 so, it's so real life too. Yeah. It's so real life. Cause like the, uh, the character is 27 for a, a reason, I feel like. The um they, they say that's when, I mean at twenty seven that's the, that's at the end that's when um as far as becoming an adult everybody just kind of cuts you off as a um your probationary period of, of a, being a human being is yeah, over right. you know basically you're supposed tw- to have it figured out by twenty five tw- well yeah twenty five yeah. twenty seven like right in that range mm-hmm. your probationary period for a human being is over and you got to get with the program so it's like a lot of people especially creatives when they get to that that mark is super difficult you know it's been like for myself when I was you know got to the twenty four twenty five twenty six twenty seven mark and I'm still wanting to be as creative as possible and pursue my dreams and pursue the happiness and then I can't pay my apartment bill my car is being towed you know all of these Man. things you know that's the same same thing that's happened to Greta Gerwig. She's like, she can't pay her bill in this place. Um, she's living with this person from now, back and forth, back and forth, to where she has, like, Adam Driver was like, yeah, he has a car. He has this, right? He can do all the yeah. things that he wants to with his life. Uh, everybody around them can do everything they want to do with mm-hmm. their life, and they are seemingly happy. And it's just that, what do you do? You know, it's like, do you conform and not be homeless? You know, or do you try to make yourself as happy as you possibly can, yeah, right. you know, for as long as you can? And it's like, that, that's just a real sentiment. That is real life. 
and that's something that someone either Noah or Greta Gerwig had to experience first or second hand yeah. to be able to write like such an honest script. Yeah, and to have it and to have it be to the point where like everybody that watches that and has been living through that yeah. can identify it yep. specifically that. And yeah. and we're even to give credence back to um, like your identif- identification in characters and um, the reality of those characters, um, going back to um, Zombieland, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character in comparison to Greta Gerwig's character, yeah, yeah. it's like that's that's night and day. It's like it's not even close. I don't, I don't feel like I gave you too much shit about no idea because I, I backed off. I was like, yeah. okay, I get you. Je- that's not a real real character. Yeah, yeah, it's not a real person. Greta Gerwig's character that is a real person yeah. and it's difficult to sit with something. And like she's that. she's also like this neurotic personality that yeah. feels the need to fill the air yeah in front of her yep. with something because she can't handle the quiet thoughts yeah and it's just like that's a person that i've been that's a person that i am yeah like i relate to greta gerwig in that instance and me too i really also relate to her sentiment about making things look like little mistakes you yeah. know like yeah. i really did appreciate that sentiment because that's what life is life is full of little mistakes it is, yeah. people find their way through those little mistakes yeah. and and i love the emotional tonality of the film same i love that i'm that i can't watch it again comfortably i understand that um yeah. but what i really really did enjoy from this movie apart from like in terms of filmmaking like the cinematography was mm. gorgeous the editing was really well put together yep. it was really smooth at no point that i just feel like that was a weird editing choice my, my favorite editing shot was um when she's going to her storage and she's um because what because of what it says not only because of how great of an editing shot it is and we got to see it so much in school um is it hip-hop, hip-hop? Yeah, yeah yeah um with the chair so just going in and a close-up on the lock and all of that but what that scene says and it's later it's um even doubled down on when she's um trying to leave and she's like uh, well take your time she's like well i don't have a choice right you know because she was like it, it takes me a long time to leave anywhere and the reason because of that is she's disorganized yeah. and the shot shows her with a, ta- a table in front of her with her just all randomly everywhere you know and then um a scene where she's in her bedroom and then it's like oh you're cleaning up it was like yeah i'm not messy i'm busy right you know and things like that so it's like um this scene right here just just capsulized all of that in a shot without saying anything she's inside of a storage space she can't organize her stuff enough to where she can just fit it all in one area yeah. to where she just has to dump something off to the wayside because of her disorganization and then you get a close-up of the chair and i forget what the chair says it's just like a cute little note it was like nothing's wrong with me there's just no space for me really yeah. and it's just like a, a parallel isn't that of just a her. beautiful way of like characterizing that chair the, as her as her yeah like it's so good yeah it's so good yep. i really moments like that are really yeah. where the film shines yeah i think me too and they're what endeared me to it because like the first couple of things is oh there's gonna be one of those weird sort of nouveau yeah. lesbian films yeah i mean that's what it seems like yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. yeah seriously and, and and in a way it is kind of like a lesbian romance you know kind of um, is yeah because that's what we end off with yeah, yeah that's what we, we end up and she yeah. described that moment in the scene where she's just like i no. want to be at the party you i have got the quote yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that thing when you're with someone and you love them and they know it and they love you and you know it but it's a party and you're both talking to each to other people and you're laughing and shining and you look across the room and catch each other's eyes but but not because you're possessive or is precisely sexual, but because that is your person in this life. And it's funny and it's sad, but only because this life will end. And it's that secret that the world exists right here in public, unnoticed, that no one else knows about. It's sort of like how they say that there's other dimensions that exist all around us, but we don't have the ability to perceive it. 
that's that's what I'm that's what I want out of relationship and out of life, I guess. And that that was one of my favorite moments, just because how they held on her as mm-hmm. she, you know, let that monologue out, and then got to experience it visually at the end of yeah. the movie. That she got to get that moment, that happy ending with her best friend. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. Because and, and that's a beauty thing because it, it's set up as a romance. Yeah, the structure of the movie is a romance. Yeah, she's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. The Sophie's the antagonist mm-hmm. or the main opponent. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Fuck. There you go. Sorry, dying. Um, but yeah, no, the movie is set up like that, and yeah. and so going back and forth between the relationship with Sophie and her becoming strained and then getting fixed at the end, mm-hmm. it, it's got all the beats that a romance movie would have. Yeah. But I like, and this is something that I find interesting in a mm-hmm. lot of um, like female-led films yeah. and female-produced and written yep. films, yep. is that the relationships are much more honest. Oh yeah. And so like, yeah, sure, they're making eyes at each other. That bathroom scene. Oh yeah, that was, honest. that was intense. That was intense. That was rough. Yeah, it's like I fucking known you since you were a kid. I know where your pills are hidden. Don't yeah. talk to me like some three-hour brunch friend. <laughs> you know, it's like that. She's just like real with it. It's like yeah. oh, and that's that was another uncomfortable scene to me, just because how close the quarters were mm-hmm. and how close up they were. It's like you know they're friends for a long time, but that was some very aggressive, real talk right yeah. in the face, and to where that even made her friend of years uncomfortable. To where she was like, I can't talk to you when you're like this. And that was essentially the end of the friendship for month, weeks, months. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a couple of months. It was, months it's yeah. sort of vague in yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but it always comes back to the other person missing that quality from yeah. the other person. Yeah. And that's why they reconciled at the end, you yeah. know, after the lady Sophie realized that she was, in fact, not quite happy with mm-hmm. this man living yeah. in Japan, quit her job, yep. the whole thing. And I love that it ended in that note because yeah. it is very much a romance structure. Yep. But it's not inherently romantic. It's just two people that really clearly love each other. Yep. And, I, and I find that happening a lot in female-led films because yeah. the relationships are much more honest, genuine, honest and yeah. genuine yeah. than when, like, like if, if a man had written the script, I'm sure they would have ended up in an actual romantic if, relationship. No, no, no. If a man would have written this script, then um, Lev's friend, the roommate, mm-hmm. the one that was uh, trying to hit on Greta Gerwig the entire movie, yeah. the, the undateable, yeah. they would have ended up together yeah, in, that's a, in that kind of movie. But that's, right. I, that's why I love why Greta was here for this. So it was like, no, she doesn't end up with this guy. Nope, yeah. it's just about that friendship. And I, I love that a and, lot. And, and that's really, yeah, and that's the charm of the movie. Yeah. It's that, like, the romantic structure doesn't really end up being... A romance. No. It's, it's sort of like a platonic romance yes. story. Yeah. And maybe they did end up together after the maybe, movie. Ended. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that did happen. Sure. But they live on after this. I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the beauty of this film. Like, you yeah. don't really know if they ended up together or if they were nope. just really good friends. Nope. But that relationship lasted after the film ended. Yep. And if that's not the trait of a good writer mm-hmm. or good writers in this y- case, yeah. Yeah. then what the fuck is it? Because, yeah. I mean, that's a gorgeous way... To make sure that these characters felt real, like, yeah. where it's obvious that they had a life before, before the movie started, and have one after, and after the movie started, yeah. And uh, it's great. It's great. I really had a lot of fun watching this film. There was some things that, like going into like that. Um, there was one thing that uh, the the undateable guy mm-hmm. kept saying. All the, all that him saying undateable, I hated him saying that so many times. That yeah. fuck with me. Undateable, undateable, undateable. Like, oh, God, shut the fuck up with that. But um, <laughs> there were um, there were some things that were like hinting towards the, a relationship or just just a very strong loving friendship between Sophie and um, and Greta Gerwig's character. Is uh, one of them was um, when she's talking to the undateable. 
undateable guy. And he's like, yeah, well, um, it wasn't really going to work out between you and Sophie because you're straight and she's a woman and she's straight too. So mm-hmm. didn't really have any real world practicality. It's like that, that line, you know, says something. And then later on or early in the movie, Francis is like, I love you, Sophie. Even if you love your phone that has email more than you love me. Mm-hmm. And Sophie was like, my phone that has email that doesn't leave the casserole dish in the sink for three days. <laughs> yeah. It's like that kind of like married marriage relationship. Yeah. And they say something about it again when um, when she's with the um, the other guy, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about, yeah, something like a married couple. We get along really well and we don't fuck. Yeah. You know, right. and then you see that, you know, with her and Sophie and as they, well. They referenced yeah. it in the beginning too, and she mm-hmm. when they were smoking, she was just like, We're like a like a like a couple of like a married Mar- lesbian, lesbian couple, couple yeah. doesn't have sex. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, no, and I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sorry, did I cut you off? No, I cut no. Off? Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I really do think that that's where the beauty of the film is. It's yeah. the highlight of this relationship. Yeah. It's the celebration of friendship that even through, like, hardship, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's a really natural, well-written, emotionally-centric yeah. film. Yeah. And that's one of my, like... Any movie can really pull itself out from sounding pretentious or looking pretentious or or being badly edited or mm. badly structured mm. if the emotional theme of the film is very clear. Mm. And I feel like if this movie had not had all of the things that made it look good and sound good and like be entertaining to watch, yeah. at least the emotional center of the story would still be there. Definitely. And I would have to credit it for that. Yeah. It just so happened that the emotional beats of the movie are really good and yeah. everything that is supposed to supplement that is also very good. Yeah. And normally, yeah, I would hate this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a structure that I would normally look, ugh, it's a, it's a romance structure. Yeah. And I find those really boring and annoying. Same. But the reality, the fact that Goodiger was character is emotional, mm-hmm. emotionally centric yes. and Sophie's much more conformist. Yep. It's just an interesting relationship to watch. Oh, yeah. And it's, an interesting analogy of reality for people like me and you. Yeah. And it makes it, I almost like the movie not for being a movie, but for being the idea, just the, yeah. for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Seriously. For being that thought process yeah. for having being the thought process that we go through every mm-hmm. so often. And I think Greta Gerwig's really good at that because that's yeah. Lady Bird also hit me on that level. Yeah. Like Lady, I cried at Lady Bird at the end just because I related so much emotionally to the character. Yep. So I, I think it's, I think it's just like that's the kind of movie that Greta makes. Yeah. And it's the kind of movie that I want to keep watching from Greta, and I really, really, really liked it. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Why would you rate it? Um, giving this an eight. Eight. Um, there's not really much I can take away from it besides that. Um. Unless you have the palette for this type of movie, you might not make it 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> you know, through the movie. It um, is not structured like a traditional movie to where, you know, you got your act one, two and three and then you can know where you're at in the movie. Like I said, it's almost like a slice of life movie. It's an hour and 30 minutes. And at any point in the movie, you can fast forward and push play. And you don't know if you're at the beginning, middle or end of the movie. Yep. You know, but so it's like for that, I have to take a little bit off. But um, but eight out of ten, like it's super enjoyable. Like you, I'm not gonna be watching this again in the near future. Mm-hmm. But it's in my memory banks, and any time that I want to reference like themes, like from this movie you right here, this movie, is gonna yeah. be one of the first movies yeah. that I'll be talking about. Yeah, and uh, it's it's really fun because I've been reading John Truby's Anatomy of a Story, mm-hmm. and I've been reading about the structure of certain stories. Yeah, and this movie falls perfectly in line nice. with the romantic setup. For a structure, it yeah. does that really well, and I think that's also. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it, a, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Mm. And my reasoning for that is, 
it is not the kind of movie that anybody would watch conventionally no. and be like okay with. No, it's very much. It's not art, like art house cinema. No, but it's it's just specific type of audience that would like this movie very much. And it's the audience that would like movies like Lady Bird and mm-hmm. Swiss Army Man. Yep. And those kind of weird indie movies yeah. that have the potential to be like really in the mainstream. Yep. Um, <clears throat> that's a weird market, but I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, but what I'm saying is like I give this an eight, mm. but I think that this movie is. I lost my point. <laughs> what uh, did I say? Eight out of I was eight, eight out of ten, and then how it had the potential to be mainstream of those type of movies, maybe I guess. Yeah, it, it, it's. The only reason I give it, an, it, like, the only reason I take away from it is because of that. Because it's hard to watch. Oh, yeah. But it's not hard to watch because it's bad. No. It's no. hard to watch because it's too good at being that what it situation. Is. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. And and I think, like, the cinematography and the editing were great, but they weren't innovative. You know, they weren't doing anything. I think the movie falls perfectly at an eight, and I absolutely recommend it. I do too. And if, oh, it's a movie that you're going to reference if you're writing a romance. Yeah. If you're writing a romance, this is a perfect movie to reference. If you're writing a relationship between two characters, that's a great movie to reference. Yeah. And if you're writing a film with a structure where you're purposely declaring, like, this character is dealing with that, yeah. and every character around her is a mirror to her struggle, mm. then this is the great one of the greatest movies to do that. The sure other one is. being American Beauty. I haven't American, seen that so long. Wow. Yeah, yeah, American Beauty is a fantastic film yeah. to know how your main character has a central thematic struggle mm. and then how every other character echoes that thematic but, struggle yep. if they had solved it in a different way yeah and so i think that's really the beauty of this movie as a writer noam uh Bumhau, no bombeck mm-hmm. no bombeck yeah. and gutter gerwig yeah. really 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 do a fantastic job at using the structure of script writing to their benefit and definitely that's awesome. yeah i agree <clears throat> hey okay, that's, so, that's it yeah that's yeah um, so we're going to cut and we're going to talk about television and movie premieres. If you, if you like romance movies and if you like this type of movie and if you like Lady Bird at all, yeah. Oh, yeah. then you'll be super interested in this movie. And I, I recommend that you watch it. Yep. We're going to talk about television and movie premieres. Yeah. I, I think so. I'm not running out to go see Little Women, but maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what her little woman looks like. Yeah. Because I fucking hated that. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I couldn't do that the first one, the early one. Anyway. Uh, welcome back. Television and movie premieres. All Give right. Television and movie premieres from Tuesday, November the 20th through Monday, November the 26th. The first one's going to be this coming Tuesday. It's the November the 20th. It's Trevor Noah, Son of Patricia. It's a, a comedy special that's going to be on Netflix this Tuesday. Uh, Trevor Noah, you'll know him from uh, The Daily Show. He's yeah. the guy that replaced um, John Stewart. Um, I read his book, um, the book before this. It was Born really good. Um, Born a Crime, yeah. yeah. Born a Crime, yeah. Um, th- that was a really, really good book. But what's, what's weird to me is, like, so if you write a book and it becomes a bestseller, mm-hmm. you automatically have to write another book. That's kind of the, the vibe, yeah. You know, it's like, what the fuck? It's like, <laughs> all right. It's like, I was, okay, I read your book. Yeah. Cool. But, like, how many books do you really need to be writing? Uh, I know? guess if you've got a lot to say. How maybe. much do you have to say? 
You know, it's like if you if you're like I mean, you're writing about your life and your experiences. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll check out the book. Maybe I I'll mean, just check it out. Does he have another one? Is that the case? I mean, it was like born um born a crime. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know about his life from a child all the way up to now and how he got there. Mm-hmm. You know, like four hundred some of my pages. You know, from that. So yeah. I'm like, you're writing another book. So it's just like, is it? Can it be as interesting as this first one? Oh, because yeah. if it is, it's like, damn, you're interesting, right? You yeah. know, if because like, why would you have not put all of that in the first book? In that was a bestseller. Because yeah. he know? knew that was going to be a bestseller, but, so he was going to make yeah, this like, one. A if, if you did that, then you're a genius. You're very clever, <laughs> and you've lived an amazing life to be able to have put out a book that interesting about your own life. You're going to write a second book about your own life and have stuff to top that. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, all right, but. I mean, but, Mark Maron did it. Mark Maron wrote like three books on Mark, it. That is true. They're comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. Just make everything funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm judging. There was this, uh, there's a guy named Charlemagne the God. Mm-hmm. I, he's a um, he's a radio. Oh, he's, didn't he write a book? No, the first book was good. Well, okay. the first book is not bad. Right, it's not right. good. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. It's not a bad book. Yeah. I, you know, so I wouldn't. It's a book. It's a book. I'm not yeah. recommending it to anybody unless you directly want to get into like the radio business. Mm. It's not a good read, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, but then he he wrote a second book, you know, about his life, and I'm just like, what the fuck do you have to talk about? Like your first book wasn't even that great, but it made the New York Times bestseller. He's not a comedian. He doesn't have a way of looking at the world in order to like make something that seems just everyday and mundane, right, yeah. you know, interesting. You know, so I'm like, but the fact, yeah, you're right. Mark Maron, uh, Trevor Noah, like. Mm. Uh, or Silverman, your comedian is like if you if you have an eye to be able to make the mundane interesting in storytelling have, form, they, yeah. then yeah, then I'll, I'll yeah I'll check you out, Trevor Noah. Sorry for shitting on you just now, bro. <laughs> I, I, I I love Trevor Noah. Yeah, I feel sure. like if anybody would have replaced John Stewart, yeah. it had to have been him. I yeah, mean, he does such a good job at it. He really does. Yeah. But that's uh, that's Trevor Noah's son of Patricia is going to be coming out on Tuesday, November the twentieth on Netflix. The next thing is Thursday, November the twenty second, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh, yeah, Felicia Day's in that. I know well, she was in last season. I guess yeah. she's in this one. Uh, why I why, why in, wouldn't she be? I she, hope she's in this one. Yeah, yeah me I too. Think she is. I, love, I love me some Felicia Day. She's great. She is Oof. fucking fantastic. She's in Supernatural, too. I, I, I never watched Supernatural. No. I saw her in, um, what's the uh, Joss Whedon Dollhouse? I saw her on a, yeah, a few she was episodes in, she was Dollhouse. Um, I knew I knew her specifically from this. Um, it was a YouTube show back then called The Guild. Yeah, The Guild. Yeah, I watched Guild. that. She yep. was she was really good. Loved her in that. Too. And then she did the Geek and Sundry. Geek and Sundry. So it's yep. like, yeah, she she's, she's awesome. I love all of her. Like, I'll, like every time she's on a thing, yeah. I like kind of want to watch that thing. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> she's great. And she she's very intimidating for me. Really? Very intimidating because she's 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 like better than me in both ways. It's like you're you're more attractive than me and like more s- smarter and creative. It's, you know? So it's like it's very intimidating to where it's like my male ego is very fragile around her. I would just have to like, hey, just whatever whatever you need me to do, I'll, I'll yeah, go do just it. Do it. I, you know, I'll, I'll do it. That's awesome. It. Yep. That's really interesting. I have the exact opposite reaction. Yeah. I just want to be around her. I was to know. Really I, no, yeah. I definitely want to be around her. But I'm saying just like with the ego is just like I have to bow down to you. I'll do whatever you want. I, I'm not worthy of you, and I realize that. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I will be your underling and just, just um, teach me just. in the ways. <laughs> You're like, shit, there's, there's nothing. What can I do for you? <laughs> that's, that's you know, how fucking clever. Because she saw a market in Geek and Sundry. Early. Early in the game. Yeah. She saw a market fucking early. It was yep. like 2010 when that channel started. Yeah, yeah. It was, was like 2011, yeah. Yeah, fucking took over the board game YouTube yep. type thing Yep. with like a really high production. Yeah. Like, I feel like if now you want to start a YouTube channel that does the same type of content, then it's going to cost you a lot of money to do that. Not only is it, not only is it going to cost you a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but you better make it 
at least as good as oh, yeah. Felicia Day. She set the bar. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. no one's gonna fucking watch yep. it. Yep. Did yeah. you see that uh, the Star Wars uh, show like parody thing that she had on her channel too? No, it didn't. She had that. She had um, Will Wheaton. He had a uh, like a Dungeon and, not Dungeons Dragons. It's um. Fuck, they only play board games. Tabletop, tabletop. Tabletop, yeah, yeah, yeah. tabletop, yeah. I've watched the shit out of that for such a long time. Yeah, man. Tabletop uh, is dope. She plays Magic the Gathering too. Yep. And that's every time that she shows up in that show with Day9, mm-hmm. who's a really popular streamer. Yep. Um, played StarCraft 2, now he does like Twitch streaming and whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite. Like, I love rewatching that episode. She's such a lovely personality. She is. Yeah. She's awesome in every kind of way. No. Yeah. My goodness. She has a kid now. Mm. That kid's gonna be fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I was like, that kid's already better than me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just early, just shout out something better than me. Your shit is better than I am right now. That's um, know, mystery science. Yes, theater? that's Thursday, November the twenty second. Watched it. I watched, I watched like two episodes. Yeah, my girlfriend watches it. She loves it, yeah. but she loves bad cinema or quote unquote bad cinema. It's yeah. very entertaining to her. And mystery science theater, they do a lot of that and just like you know talk about. It. That's yeah. the whole basis of the show. Whatever. Yeah. There you go. yeah. But um, that's Thursday, November twenty second. The next show and the last is going to be Friday, November the 23rd, Jim Gaffigan, Noble Ape. Hot Pockets? Hot Pocket. Oh, hot Pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to be on uh, Comedy Central at 11 p.m. this Friday, Jim Gaffigan. I mean, he's has so many comedy specials. Like, this guy's pretty awesome. He's, he's, pretty awesome. he's really funny. Yeah. I don't relate to any of his comedy, mm. and I oftentimes don't watch him. Mm. Uh, but every time that I do, I just go, oh, that was... That was pleasant. That was nice, and I laughed. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him. I like him. I um, I shat on him early yeah. in his career, and I guess I'm I'm coming to a point where I'm starting to just like not shit on these people anymore. No. Like the the fun, safe, give a hug people too. What was the other guy? Oh, I got I got a list of people. Yeah. Um, Jim Jim Gaffigan Jim is one Gaffigan. of them. Uh, Kevin James is one. Kevin James. Um, yeah. Jimmy Fallon is one. <laughs> like any any of the oh um Jack Black. Yeah. Is another so like any any of the, any of the guys that just are like um like they they don't have an edge to them to where it's like I might see you hanging out with Ben Ben uh, Affleck, <laughs> you know, like, like, it's like those those guys are the furthest away from anywhere Ben Affleck would be, <laughs> you know they're super safe and cuddly and it's just like. I mean, so it's like I, I, I'm gonna. I'm I, don't know, I don't know if I'm offended on Ben Affleck's behalf. Or... <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> ben Affleck seems like a lot of fun. I he, mean, he's some, he's, he does seem pretty great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, I just plus don't... he's friends with Mark Wahlberg. He is, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, those kind of comedians. <laughs> <laughs> long time listener guys yeah. you have to be a long time listener to get yeah, that someone joke. just listened to this episode and just go like really yeah he's with Mark Wahlberg yeah all the time you, you didn't see him at Goodwill Hunting yeah they're great they're great together <laughs> the they went to auditions together yep. they hung out yeah. you didn't see them at Dogma <laughs> you didn't see him at Dogma man? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, chasing Amy. No? no 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 doesn't ring a bell <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was really good in all of them all yeah. of them <laughs> shit <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, yeah, shout out to shout out to Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, that's uh, that's Friday, November twenty third. Uh, next, we got movies coming out. The first one is very highly rated, but I hadn't heard anything about it. It's called The Favorite, spelled in the British way. Hey. It's uh, rated R. You know, it's about time that Americans get exposed to yeah. spelling favorite and color <laughs> with a fucking U. I don't goddamn accept it. Supposed I do not be. accept it. I do not accept it. <laughs> 
I don't accept it. You, you know what else? What I, all right, here was another weird thing with, um. so in Miami, and I'm listening to how the people whose first language isn't English, mm -hmm. the way that they speak English words to me, yeah. you know, because they've learned it the proper way. So they're going right. to speak as proper, the, the way that it's supposed to be. And I had to like reanalyze myself. So it's like, um, I was like, all right, y'all want this uh, penny pesto pasta, but um, could I have bacon inside of it? She said, she looks at me, she's like, bacon? And I'm like, yes, bacon. She's like, okay, bacon. Yeah. And then I'm listening, I'm like, Okay, she, like bake on O N, that does make sense. Yeah, why yeah. am I saying it like it's B A C U N? Bake, yeah, bacon. Yeah, yeah. like why am I pronouncing bacon. it that way? Yeah. But I'm like, but I then start listening to every Burger King commercial that I've heard in my life, and everybody's saying bacon, and I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, no, like why are we doing this? Doesn't make sense. Because anyway. English is bullshit. <laughs> you know? That's why <laughs> it does not make sense yeah. to me. But and um, I have that in both languages because mm. I learned English. Well, I learned English from the Brits, yeah. but a lot of my slang comes from them. Yeah. But Spanish, I learned it the Puerto Rican way, yeah. which is like learning English from Australia. Yeah. So everything is just fucked. Yeah, nice, yeah. <laughs> my, I could not communicate with any other Hispanic in like the first 10 minutes of that conversation and just be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. It happens every time. Yeah. English is bullshit. It is. It's it bullshit. Is. It's like in Spanish, that shit is, is like, it's quick, it's efficient, it's, yeah. it means the same thing all the goddamn time. It's like, there was um, like something as simple as I was, I'm about to go over to my cousin's house. There's a lot of information missing out on it. Yeah. But if you're saying like your, the prima, your prima's casa, like yeah. that means your girl's cousin's house. Yeah. You know, it's like it gives <laughs> you more information in one word. You know, the, the cousin and prima, like it's just, English is bullshit. It it's is my bullshit. first language. I recognize it is bullshit. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. I agree. I have been on the English is bullshit train since I learned it, yeah. it's fucking meese, mm -hmm. not moose. Mm -hmm. I don't know why the fuck that's a thing. Someone be. told me it's because the root word of the word geese or the word goose is different than the word moose. Mm. Goose is a romantic word, while moose is a, a Germanic root word. Okay. So they're different root words, so therefore they're treated differently. Mm. It's the same word. Same thing. With a with letter. G and an M. G and an M. A group of moose. It's called a meese. Fucking period. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, make my head hurt. I don't want to think about yeah. stuff like that. No, yeah. no, no. Anyway, the favorites in the British way. Oh shit! It's, um, it's the favorite. It's rated R. 119 minutes is a biography drama. Has a 91 meta score. Very early. The uh, rundown is in early 18th century England, a frail, frail queen Anne uh, occupies the throne and her close friend, Lady Sarah, governs the country in her steed. When a new servant, Abigail, arrives, her charm endears to Sarah. All right. So this is like a woman led. Is it like movie? a lesbian romance? Maybe. Uh, maybe so. It's uh, starring Olivia Coleman and Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss. That's a good cast. Very good cast yeah, and a, a 91 cast. meta score. I mean, that, that sounds yeah. like. Maybe, you know, anyway, the, uh, the <laughs> next thing is going to be Robin Hood. Um, let me tell you how many times I'm not going to be seeing this movie. So many times. So you're not gonna I'm going to go. I'm going to not see this movie so many times, Brian. Yeah. I'm going to not see this movie so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hard. I'm not going to see it. So hard. Going to spend so much not money on that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spend so much time not watching it. Yep. You should see how much time and I spend not watching fact, this movie. I'm going to not watch it for the entirety of the time of my life. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do the same. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do even one better. I'll not watch it in my afterlife either. I'll never be watching this. 
Never. Jesus walks in with a DVD. It's Robin Hood. He goes like, "All right, fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> like, send un- me to hell." Unless it's Robin Hood, like Den of Thieves, yeah. like the old Robin Hood stuff, or like Men and yeah, Minute Tights. Oh, Minute Tights. Yes, like Man. comedy stuff. Minute Tights. Tight tights. Yeah. Like this is that. But this Robin Hood, I'm like, or what is it? Is this Robin Hood or is this damn uh, Assassin's Creed? Like, have you seen these trailers? It, it looks like Assassin's Creed. I'm like, what the fuck? I thought it was an Assassin's Creed movie. I did too. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Now that you bring that up, it's just like, yeah, it's fucking weird. Man. It's a it's a PG thirteen movie, one hundred and sixteen minutes. It's an action adventure thriller. A war hardened crusader and his Moorish commander mount an audacious revolt against the corrupt English crown in a thrilling thrilling action adventure packed with gritty battlefield exploits, mind blowing fight choreography, and a timeless romance. You told us nothing about the movie whatsoever. No, no. you said there's adventure, explosions, and, and choreography and romance. It's every, what's the story? It's every action movie. There is no story. There is no story. It's I, just a dude shooting stuff. That's what that sounds like. And then kissing woman. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> because of the romance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, at the very least, I appreciate you for either being smart enough to let us know that your movie isn't about anything, right. or maybe just not knowing how to describe a movie. I don't know what the, what's going on here. What happened was, and I'm sure it's like the marketing agency that's meant to market the movie saw the cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't even see the cut. They mm-hmm. just got shots of the movie. Yeah. And then it's not like, well, what is this about? Mm-hmm. And then they just went like, okay, he shoots people. Okay, all right. So there's adventure. All right. Okay, all right, all right. There's explosions. Yep, explosions, all right, all right. There's that. He yep. shoots arrows, but he shoots a lot of exploding arrows, okay. I'm assuming. Yep, yep. exploding arrows. Flame right. arrows. Mm-hmm. Fire. He's very intense. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lady okay. that we know that he kisses because mm-hmm. we saw the shot. Okay, all right. We know nothing about the lady, mm-hmm. but she's not important to the story anyway. All right. All she's right. just there for him to kiss him. Mm-hmm. So this is a movie mm-hmm. with adventure, adventure, explosions, and a romance. I like all of those things. <laughs> Where can I sign? I'm signing. We're all signing. <laughs> what? Sold. Sold. To the guy in the back that should not be doing this job. I mean, it's just like, I can't imagine being in the in the, in the the room, like, hearing that pitch. It's like, you hear that, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we're bringing in Jamie Foxx. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only way I could see them, like, signing off on that. No. Because after hearing all of this bullshit, it's just like, nope, Wait, nope. Jamie Foxx is in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Jamie Fox. He's the um, he's the Moorish commander. <laughs> Does he even have like who's the lead? Uh, the lead is Taron Egerton. But in the, the the commercial, you see Jamie Fox just as much as him. So Jamie, I'm amazed because I know Jamie Fox has got star power, but yeah. I don't think he had enough star power to sell an entire film. You know what's really odd or coincidental? Yeah. That me and my girlfriend just had this exact argument last <laughs> night. The exact argument. <laughs> I said, I want to see if you say the same thing she did. Yeah. When is the last time that Jamie Foxx was able to carry a movie? Then she split it up into, are you saying leading man or leading number one first build? Now, I automatically want to take take off. There was a movie called Dream Girls that he was yeah. in. He was a leading man. He had the leading man role. But um, uh, Eddie Murphy, he won it. best supporting. Now he won best supporting actor. Right. So even with Jamie Foxx being the top leading man, he got outshined by someone else under him. Right. You know, and that wasn't even his own movie. That's got them Beyonce and everybody else. Yeah. So besides that, I think na- can you name me more than two movies and Ray is off, well more than one movie. And Ray is off the list of movies that he himself carried and sold. I can, I can, I can tell you one. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna dispute it because you're gonna say the same yeah. thing she did. I'm gonna tell you one, mm-hmm. and I think it's a soloist with Robert Downey Jr. No, you're right. Yeah, 
that is the one oh. movie that I think Jamie Foxx is consistently good. Which was the one that she said? She she said that the movie that he was top billed on, that he carried the movie, was uh, Django Unchained. Now nah. she no 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 she is right that Man. he is top build he is top build, he's but top he build but people didn't pay their money to go see Jamie Foxx nah. he had the most screen time he was top build like people I said he's, movie. it was Santino they were, they were, well, it was it's, they were, it was a combination of things mm-hmm. is you Jamie Foxx is there okay but I'm not going there just because of him right. Tarantino yeah we're probably going to see Tarantino oh Leo. shit Christoph Waltz is in there oh, oh shit Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. exactly like yeah. I don't care like Jamie yeah. Foxx you didn't carry it bro and I'm not trying to shit on Jamie Foxx but I'm just like he's a he's a good he's actor. a good actor good he's actor. a good actor and he that's great work. Yeah. But the Django and Shane, Django and Shane. Nope. The Beast Silent. Um, <laughs> it is. Was definitely carried by Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. like, yeah. And no. Tarantino. And, and Tarantino. Yeah. 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 No, The Soloist. That is a good Jamie Foxx movie. I agree with that. That's a good carrying movie. Yeah. He did yeah. that. Um, And the last two movies. Uh, first one's uh, Wreck It. Re- oh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I want to say Wreck It, Ralph. But it's a Ralph Breaks the Internet. It's a PG movie. 112 I minutes. I can't imagine. That title not being a joke for mm. Kim Kardashian breaking the internet a Rob couple of years internet. back. Oh. You remember when she like posted that naked booty pic? Yeah, that, she, like, that was the first the time. Internet? Yeah, that I heard that expression breaks yeah, the internet. I fucking hate that expression. Um, yeah, I hear it all the time mm. now. But and yeah. the movie is literal because he literally breaks, breaks the, the internet. internet. Yeah, but mm. in, if you say that in Twitter and in real life, yeah. then go fuck yourself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> not not quoting that. But it's, it's a PG movie, 112-minute running time. It's an animation. has a 71 meta score. Six years after the events of Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph and Vanellope. Ooh, that's a different name. Vanellope. Vanellope. Uh, Sounds like an ice cream. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Like a vanilla and... Um, I'm thinking vanilla, vanilla and peach. Peach? No, we go. All right. Yeah. Vanilla and peach. Uh, now, do you know I couldn't find an ice cream shop to save my life in Miami? It was all gelato. Yeah, gelato's really, really thing. I, yeah. didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get gelato. I didn't know. I wasn't familiar. Like, I seen it, and no. I'm like, it kind of looks like ice cream. It's but just I'm Italian like, ice cream. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's just it's just a slightly different process, I reckon. Yeah. But it's just Italian ice cream. It's right. just the fan. It's really the fancy word for ice cream. It's just ice cream? Yeah. It's Shit. Ice cream. God damn it. That should have yeah. got some goddamn ice cream. I yeah. wanted ice cream, but I was like, oh, we got gelato. I was like, oh, well, nope. I don't know. Gelato, it's... it's I don't know the like the reason why it's called gelato, yeah. but it used to be like complicated flavors, you know, mm. like vanilla with like sour cherry and uh, faffy shit like that. There was a lot, it was a lot very faffy. Yeah, like yeah, all yeah. of them look very very faffy. I mean, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, it's just fancy ice cream. Okay, should should have had you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> that would have solved a lot for me there. But um, <laughs> uh, six years after the event of Wreck It Ralph, Ralph and Vanellope now friends discover a Wi-Fi router in their arcade, leading them into a new adventure. Uh, directed by Phil Johnston and Rich Moore. It stars John C. Raleigh, Sarah Silverman, Gal Gadot, and Taraj P. Henson. Gal Gadot's in this? Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. one of my hard drives is named after Gal Gadot. Yeah. I named my hard drives after celebrities. Um, I try- Shit. Uh, was one Bradley Cooper? No. Ryan Gosling? No. Ryan Gosling. That's what it was. Yeah, Ryan was Gosling, Gal Gadot. What's the, is it the third? The Wolfhard. Wolfhard. I lost that drive, that, that hard drive, but mm. it was Wolfhard. What's that, what's that in reference to? Finn Wolfhard. Finn? Finn Wolford, Stranger Things, the kid. Uh, yeah, 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 That's that's Ralph breaks the internet uh, coming out this weekend. And last but not least, ooh, that meta score ain't good, bro. Uh, last but not least is a uh, Creed two. Um, How was the first one in the meta score? The first what? The first Creed. The first Creed was good. I don't know about no, meta no, score. No, no, like like the meta score of the movie because I feel like this right is, now. Yeah, because I feel like this is one of those movies that like get. A crappier meta score because just not a lot of people go watch it mm. in the cinema. Let's see here. 
It got 82 on the first one. 82? What's yeah. the score for this one? Uh, this one, 65. Oof. Yeah. That's rough. It's, I mean, and, and on top of it, it's like I already wasn't anticipating this movie because the... Um, Damn, I wish I could remember his name. The uh, the director of um the director of Black Panther, the director of uh, Fruitvale Fuck, Station, I know his name too. the direct you know what I'm saying, all the movies that they've yeah. been working together on. Man. And I was saying something a little about it when we watched Black Panther and how um now that he has access to some of the best actors in Hollywood that he may not be working with Michael B. Jordan exclusively anymore. Right. And then finding Ryan Coogler, thank you. Yeah. yeah. But um, and now that Creed Two is coming out and they announced that 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 he, Ryan Coogler was not working on this. I was very skeptical. Oh, he's not? Not at all. He's not the director on this oh, at all. Oh, damn. Uh, Ryan Coogler and a bit of, here's a word that I just learned um, this week, cronyism. And a bit of uh, cronyism. Um, so apparently nepotism is only for when you're showing favoritism to family. Right. Cronyism is when it's for friends or people that's oh, not yeah. family, but the same thing, though. But um, in an effort of cronyism, he gave Steve Capel Jr. a job, a guy that he knew from college. No. So I'm like, mm, like all right. <laughs> you know, Michael B. Jordan was already signed on to do it. and so, Yeah, so he couldn't quite just he, back off. Yeah, but... Well, um, uh, the rundown is under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, light heavyweight contender Adonis Creed faces off against Victor Drago, the son of Ivan Drago. We do not have any new stories. We're going to recycle old stories from the 1980s and do it again. Nostalgia wins. 65 metal score. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, any, if any comfort is, is that we know that at least the main problems mm. won't be from Michael nope. Jordan's performance. Hell of an actor. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about no. that. That's kind of a shame Yeah, that it's got that score. Yeah. Bummer. That's that, though. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else. No, me either. We, 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 I feel like we had a good chat, good catch-up. We did that shit. Good thing. Yeah, yeah, we did that shit again. We did it. So, to you, thank you for listening, and you can catch us on iTunes uh, on the Name for Film. No, wait. You can catch us on Facebook at the FFS Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast. And then you can catch us on iTunes, Podcast App, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Radio FM and pretty much every other place that there's a podcast in the name for film's sake. My personal Twitter handle is at Brian Archilla. I'm at T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. hey, and that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.